Hi, welcome back. This is Paranormal.chat, and this is Jen. I'm here with my brother Eric and my boyfriend Jesse. Say hi. How's it going, guys? Hey, how's everybody? Uh, so today is going to be episode 17. We are going to be having our friend Robert on here. And like we've been wanting Robert on here since like the beginning of the podcast, just because we know he has like some really good fucking stories. So yes, I, I've been hearing so much about this. Uh, sounds pretty exciting. Me, I'm still, you know, taken back. It's 17 already. Wow. Well, that we're almost legal. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so he is probably going to be jacked up on what is it pre-workout that they take or something? Oh yeah, on uh, NO2. I don't know what, but <laughs> he's coming from the gym. He's that boy better calm down. Uh, <laughs> he's a gym rat, so he's going to be real real buff about this, scare off those ghosts. Um, but any hoosers, let's uh, start off. You can find us on uh, iTunes or, well, I should say Apple Podcasts. Um, oh, yeah. Didn't they just eliminate iTunes? Or no, they did. did I don't know. They eliminated Google Music. But oh, we aren't okay. we aren't on Google Music, anyways. But um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and on Podbean. All of them are paranormal. Dot chat. The dot in the middle is super important. I know some people have been uh, having trouble finding us. It's like that www dot. Yeah. I want to say you it's like to put the w dot w com w dot org kind of <laughs> thing, <laughs> where like the end is where it messes you up. Sorry, guys. Well, anyways, it's uh, paranormal.chat on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. Uh, in the future, I'm hoping we can get on a couple of other different platforms. Um, you can find us on social media on Facebook and Instagram as paranormal.chat. And if you want to be on the show or if you want to send in your stories to be read, uh, you can email us at letschatparanormal at gmail.com. There's no funny spellings. Um, and if you want to remain anonymous, that's totally fine. We won't see your name. Just make sure you put it in there. Um, but aside from that, uh, guys, did y'all want to add any updates from last week? I have nothing with my uh, creepy kids. <laughs> Jesse, <laughs> creepy kid update? Uh, no, nah, I'm good. He's he's just being a normal, normal little jerk. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I do have an update about our creep, or not our creepy kid, but our, I guess our creepy house. <laughs> um. So I'm hoping that you'll notice that the audio is way better. Um. And so Eric came here earlier this week, and uh, we got everything working. We we're wrapping up, and so. Me and Eric were talking, and like as we both stopped talking, me and Eric only heard it. Jesse didn't hear it. It was like <laughs> this weird, like kid voice, right? Yes, it it sounded juvenile. I'll say that. Yeah, and I can't even remember now what it sounded like, but I just remember there was like a kid voice, and yeah. we checked on on our kid in the camera, and he was still asleep. Um, even if he was awake, like if he was talking to himself. Yeah, even the direction that we heard it in was, it was at the like, front of the house. Yeah, it was like behind you. Yeah, yeah, almost, yeah. Yeah, so it was definitely um, a bit weird. Jesse didn't hear it, but Jesse, or me and Eric are closer to the door. Jesse's like on the other side, so I don't know. 
It was a bit weird and a bit creepy, and it definitely made me not want to go to sleep. Um, <laughs> so there's that. But then also, um, just from last week, Karen actually uh, gave me a little bit of updates on the the Bigfoot episode and how uh, on some of the stories we were saying how the knocking uh, that the people were saying that they were hearing that they say that the the Bigfoots communicate through knocking actually. Really? Yeah, and I was just like, wait, so there's multiple Bigfoots and they're communicating <laughs> by knocking with each other. That, it's not I think I heard about that. Uh I think the song Knocking on Heaven's Door was actually part of the <laughs> Bigfoot <laughs> lore. Well, she said that okay, so remember how you were calling me out like what was he knocking on? Um well, she was saying that they uh like were knocking like they use like other tree branches or something. But I thought you said that the guy was using his hand. Well, that's what I assumed. Oh. Sorry for assuming. Oh, okay. So wait, so the guy so was already familiar with how they communicate. No, no, no. This is Karen telling me oh. that oh, this is. Oh, okay. Because okay. knocking is with your hand. Hitting shit is with like when you grab other stuff. Well, that's what Karen was telling me. So yeah, that's again, still. Because well, it's te- um, I mean, technically it's not knocking. I'm just saying that I would trust Karen more to tell me about Bigfoot than the little bit of research that I did just because Karen is more of a Bigfoot person than I am. Yeah, because if, really? someone, if someone grabs oh, yeah. a stick and starts hitting the door, I don't consider that knocking. I consider that dude's trying to hit the door with a stick. I consider that <laughs> a threat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but okay, so that's really it. It's my only thing, but let me go ahead. I'm going to get Robert on the Zoom. On the Zoom? Yeah. On the horn. Is this, is this a part God, of the deep state? <laughs> Goddamn big feet. Hello. Yeah, we got audio. Hi. <laughs> How are you? So excited. Yeah, very excited, dude. Um, thank you for taking time out, especially from your busy gym schedule. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I was. I've been. Uh, you know how long I've been wanting to do this. So. Yeah, we're very stoked about it, and it's like our seventeenth episode, so it took a while. oh wow (laughs) um so just to keep us on track when i feel like we're going off topic because we do that a lot i'm just gonna like just be like hey or do a buzzer sound or something i'm gonna download a bell or something (laughs) (laughs) just to keep us on track but we're gonna um, have a safe word yeah something but all right um fantastic fantastic yeah (laughs) So my, I guess my first uh, experience with uh, anything severely, uh, do you want to say severely paranormal, was um, actually I used to work when I lived in Houston. In, uh, I worked for a real estate agent as her office manager, and uh, she actually uh, was in charge of um, renting a home for a, a couple, and uh, and so she did. She had rented out the home. Nothing, no big deal. And then after about two weeks, uh, we got a phone call from the tenant and they wanted to move out. And, and of course, the real estate agent was like, why? She said, because uh, the ghost starting my husband's truck in the driveway was the last straw. Whoa. <laughs> so there was additional and, straws. <laughs> and we're like, okay. 
buyer's remorse, maybe, you know, but, uh, so the, um, the real estate agent, she contacted the owner of the home and said, uh, what? the, you know, the tenants are saying this, that, and the other, um, and, uh, so we want to know, okay, is the house haunted? He's like, what well, is, what is Jack doing now? Oh, shit. Oh, so they were aware <laughs> of the situation. Oh, what? What are you talking about? And it's like, yeah, it's Jack haunts that house. <laughs> um, he uh, and he was a professor, so he actually he had written a paper about the ghost. Apparently, the house was uh, relocated from uh, another part of Texas and brought there. Um, and uh, and he wasn't really harmful but he was mischievous and you know to be quiet in the house all of a sudden you'd hear laughter um Ooh, people going up and you know, someone walking up and down the stairs um again messing with electronics and, and again the final straw was starting to trust he sounds like a very um, horrible roommate so a lot of poltergeist activity and uh so the the owner let the people out of the lease and uh and it ha- actually that that paper he wrote became part of the contract of the house wow wow yeah so it was actually really really interesting and uh and that was the i guess that was the first time that i had ever really um got to participate in something like that uh so were you witness firsthand to any of these accounts no no it was actually you know it was all um it was all just hearsay for lack of a better term do you recall uh, anything about the, you know, just, the contract I'm sorry. Do you recall anything about the contract or paper that he had made? Well, it was just basically uh, the history of the house that uh, there had been activity in the past. Uh, it was just trying to make it common knowledge so that nobody could come back and say they didn't know. Dang. Um, it was just they were trying to, you know, full full disclosure. So uh, knowing that, would you um, have us? And, uh, and of course, you know, I'm sorry. Knowing that, would you have stayed there? No. <laughs> okay. No. Um, I, you know, I, I think I love my sleep too much to have a bunch of shit happening that I don't want to happen. Understandable. Um, but, uh, but it was, you know, it was just really interesting. And, um, and I think, like I said, that was the first taste until I moved to San Antonio in the early 2000s. Um, I never really had anything else happen until I moved into, which turned out to be the oldest apartment complex in San Antonio. Oh, wow. That was uh, built in the 40s. Wow. Um, it used to be, it used to be um, uh, housing for the uh, San, for uh, Fort Sam Cavalry. Oh, wow. That's... That's... And uh, and so it was like I said, it was really really old. Like the pool was like seventeen feet deep all before you know oh, you wow. couldn't have pools like that anymore. So uh, that's it was a really really old property, and it was right behind the um, I think it was the McNay Art Museum off oh. in 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 Alamo Heights. Okay. And so we li- we lived in an apartment, and. Uh, We'd be in the living room. It was a two-bedroom, one-bath apartment where the bedrooms were right next to each other and the bathroom was right there, too. But there was a – you could cross from my daughter's bedroom 
straight across into the bathroom. And usually that's when I would see stuff. Like uh, in see, that specific area? Yeah, yeah. I would see, um, if you were in the living room watching television, I'd always catch something out of the corner of my eye. It was a black, like cloudy um, form that would uh, go from the bathroom to my daughter's bedroom. Oh man, I, be- and, I bet you that's kind of uh, that's that's kind of startling. I mean, was like, it? it? It really is. It really is. Um, it was. Uh, but then every once in a while, I would see a white, cloudy form. And was this like at random uh, times? The white one. Well, the white one didn't freak me out. Um, the black one was the one that would freak me out. So uh, actually, I'm I'm kind of curious about this white figure. Was it emitting like a light, or was it just? Like a powdery no, dust. It was kind of like, um, uh, like, like a sunbeam. I'm sorry. Like a sunbeam. No, no, it was it was like a, a the form of of a of a, a body without any 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 specific. It wasn't the shape of a body. Let me put it that way. You okay. could you could see a head, a shoulders, you know, and and it would go all the way to the floor. But this like a person. It was a person. But it was white, or was it like it was like, white, a, like a white, like a, oh, it wasn't. It was almost solid. Oh, it was okay. Translucent. It was translucent. It was so strange. I could never make out any facial features. I could never make anything, and it would always be out of the corner of my eye. And the, um, but again, that didn't fill me with any dread or any negativity. I never did. But the black one was the one that really got. It would get, I would get chills, you know, I, I, I get goosebumps and I'd look and, uh, and I, again, I'd always catch something standing in the doorway, staring at us in the living room is what it felt like. So um, you, again, I would see it. Cr- you, you, would, you, you mentioned that this was like traveling to your daughter's room. Does she have any recollection of like feeling any unease while she was asleep or anything like that? Like, did it affect her? Mm-hmm. No, no, not at all. And I honestly believe that the only time I would see it cross that way was when she wasn't in the room. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, we again, we'd all be in the living room. But when my daughter was in her room, I would see the white one hmm. over by go towards her room. Oh, so it was kind of um, like if someone like was, was there. Protective. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and, and I honestly had a, I felt like it was my mother. My mother passed in '99, and uh, I just had a feeling it was it was something like that. It was either my mother or someone who was nurturing and caring and was watching over my daughter. Like a motherly presence. Yes, yeah, pretty much. It, it, I, I had again. I, I it was very. It was positive. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, I didn't feel any anything associated with it whatsoever. And the and the the shadowy figure. You, you didn't get any of these feelings with that. Well, not not feelings of like. Uh, like a good vibe, but I mean, it, it didn't give you a hint at what it could have possibly been. No, I didn't know what it could possibly be, but I know if it was negative. Okay, okay. Hmm. Um, I mean, like I said, I would feel it creepy when when I would look, and, you know, I, and I would I would be drawn to that hallway with my, you know, when I'm when I'm sitting in the living room, I just get a feeling like I was being watched, and I, I'd have to stare into that. Even if it was complete darkness, I felt like I had to stare into that hallway. Did you have any like other interaction with it other than it just zooming across no, the no, hall? No, just just the presence. 
um, no, there was no, um, like no doors closing on their own or, or anything like that. Or again, no poltergeist activity. I didn't, I've never been around poltergeist activity, um, until, um, a house I was renting in Live Oak, um, in 2014. Um, there was a lot, a lot of negativity. I kind of brought it on myself a little bit. I did, I did buy some haunted dolls. Oh. Um, <laughs> so you don't so you don't know um, if it was the property or the the artifacts that you got well the thing is is that once everything kind of got to where i could okay i could not be in my bedroom without the door being shut i had to shut the bedroom door i couldn't have my bedroom door open because i always felt someone was looking at me through my through that crack Really? So, like, no, nothing would enter the room while you were in it type of thing? No. No. Oh, okay. um, but the funny thing is, is that no one, no one would enter the bedroom, but something would enter my bathroom, which was attached to the bedroom, but it was also attached to the hallway. Oh. You could pass from the hallway through the guest bathroom into the, where the shower was. You know, it, it's kind of curious because it almost sounds like there was some type of protective barrier around that room. You know, like if somebody previous to you maybe have been experiencing this stuff and I don't I don't know. You know, it, it, it sounds curious that nothing would be able to or like the experiences that you had wouldn't be able to interact within that room. That's, that's right. pretty yeah, cool. I, yeah, I, I don't know what it was, but um, and I'll let me get to a little further in the story and I'll tell you why I think that was. Okay. Um, so we'd be we'd, my my uh, my person at the time, my my girlfriend she would hear stuff but the thing that freaked her out the most we were in bed and i was dead asleep i was dead in the world i didn't even know what was going on but she heard the shower curtain slide across the rod Ooh. and no one was there no one was in that room in, that, in the bathroom oh no <laughs> but you know that metallic sound when the rings cross the, the shower rod yeah oh yeah 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 so it was definitively that there was nothing else it could have possibly been. Oh, my God. But it was like one opened the shower and then closed it. Wow. And, yeah, and it was just really, really, really strange. So, again, I would get feelings of dread. Apparently, I found a little history. Apparently, in the house, a gentleman had passed away. He was elderly. He was, like, in his 90s. He was very, very ill. He had passed away in the house and uh we actually found in the attic a lot of his medical supplies like his um the uh, pole for the iv and and all kinds of stuff like that was up in the attic um i couldn't stand going into the garage um or the back uh he had a um like a work area um i guess like someone like a craftsman would have um right off of the garage and off of the back sunroom and uh i couldn't go back there i it's, it's, it's there's something back there that just would always be in the pit of my stomach it would make me feel uneasy well so and, physically uh, affecting you like making you nauseous and stuff yeah well i mean it would be like a heaviness oh okay, okay. You know, like, like like a sense of like a sense of dread you know like you're you, when you walk into a place that you're not certain of and uh and you and so you have to be overly cautious was it like that's, uh, that's the feeling. Was it like impending doom all the time? I'm sorry. 
was it like an impending doom all the time? Yeah, yeah. In fact, anytime I'd go into that area, I didn't, I didn't want to be there. I would have every single light on just because I didn't want to. I didn't, it would freak me out. So I, I know you haven't come to the conclusion of, of this portion of the story, but do you know if anything like traumatic had happened within that area? No? Uh, I, and how I was able to get that was actually um, I have a friend and another gentleman who he's passed on, but he um, they came over one day because I was explaining to them what was going on. They came over to cleanse the house. For do, us. do you have any specifics on what they used to cleanse that house? It was just prayer. It, they didn't bring any sage. They didn't. It was just. Uh, it was constant, like uh, spiritual. They were spiritually attacking what was ever in the house. Okay. Um, they started in the front yard. They went through the house. They went to the backyard. They came back through the house. Uh, they went to every single room. Um, they called upon uh, uh, Archangel Michael. And um, and uh, all the angels, they uh, to protect the house and to cleanse anything that in there that that was bad. And and uh, that's when I was told when you had mentioned about a protective thing, I was told that um, the Archangel Michael is with me at all times. Do you know how long that the- he could see him? To, he could see him to standing next to me with his, with his hand on my shoulder. Do you know how long that process took of the of them actually exercising the house? I'm sorry? Do you know how long that process took of uh, them actually exercising? It actually took about uh, an hour and a half. Um, the things they told us um, were startling and uh, a little unbelievable, but the results were, were undeniable. All right. Um, they... Uh, I, we were told that uh, there was uh, there were trolls in I, the house. I believe it. Like, I'm sorry. No, I said I believe it. it it's it's a common against his uh, yeah, amongst Hispanics. There was, um, well, apparently there's a female troll and a male troll, and the female troll would we were told would watch would watch my uh, girlfriend and I when we were intimate. Oh no! Yeah, really. That, that's that's <laughs> and, uh, actually, that's actually a very that's a that's an accurate thing from uh, what my my knowledge of you know uh, Mexican trolls. So I'm, I'm anxious uh-huh. to, to keep hearing what you have to say about this. Oh yeah, it was it was very very strange. That was the first time I'd ever heard that before. Um, the uh, what, now the two dolls that I had in the house, I still had them, and the gentleman told me, he said, first of all, you need to get rid of the dolls. Now the one doll was haunted by a, a little girl and the other doll though uh had a demon in it um that and the reason he knew that was because when he w- he was praying over that doll that had the demon in it he said the demon tried to attack him oh. and he was like robert you've got to get rid of these dolls and he said also the little girl had an attachment to me and she didn't like my girlfriend. <laughs> so possessive. And yes, exactly, exactly. And um, 
And so, and that's kind of, I guess it's kind of my fault because when I got the doll with the little girl, I did talk to her. Okay, I have a question. Where and how did you acquire these things and what were they, like, you know, um, descriptive-wise? Okay, it was eBay, off of eBay. Oh, Robert. Um, in, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, I, I did a search. I don't know what the hell my problem was. I was like, I, uh, you know what? I want to see if this is real. So I got one, uh, the one with the little girl. It was sent to me with a um, an EVP um, with it. And, uh, you I, know, I was like, okay, well, I don't want to. Cool. I don't want to drag in, but how much did that set you back? Oh, it wasn't very expensive. It was probably maybe 30 bucks. All right. Wow, 30 bucks yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then the second one, though, she flat out, the woman flat out said, that this doll, well, she's gonna, she's had a, a, a cracked arm, and the reason is because she broke the doll broke it when it attacks her other doll. Oh shit! So I don't know what my dumbass was thinking, but anyway, so, you know, I was like, so this lady <laughs> basically had other dolls, and she was trying to avoid like a a spiritual fight, so she had to get rid of that one. Yeah, she had to get rid of that one. Uh -oh. And she did, and I, to me, I went out into the backyard and I put both dolls uh, in the barbecue pit and set them both on fire. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and uh, and after that, I had no, no feelings, anything ever in the house again. Wow. Well, that, no, that's I good. Get, I could have gone into any room in the dark and felt fine. It was the strangest, strangest thing. Well, I want to say it's a, a combination of things then, right? It wasn't just the yeah. artifact. It was the artifact that might have sent that little beacon out for everything to kind of just algamate in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it could have been. And also, you know, the, the gentleman who, who cleansed the house, he even told us, though, that in the backyard that there were bodies back there. Oh, shit. Yeah, he told us that uh, apparently a little girl had been molested. Or, no, I'm sorry, she was raped and murdered, and she was buried in the backyard. They don't know how long ago it would have been, but that she was buried in the backyard. And uh, and so I'm like, well, I don't, I wouldn't even know what to do with this, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, again, nothing ever came of it after that. Everything was fine. Uh, never had any issues. Moved to another house. Never had any issues in that new house. Um you know, uh, and then since I've been in the apartment I'm in now, I haven't had anything, no problems. I haven't, um, I know I have experienced, uh, sleep paralysis at other places. Um, I've experienced, uh, I don't know what they were at another house where I lived with my second wife. Um, I had a, uh, here in San Antonio, it was about in 2000 and 2009, I'm, 2010. I'm, I'm sorry. I want to go back to that uh, thing that you were talking. Your voice kind of changed when you were talking about that thing that you experienced with your second wife. That sounded like it was a little bit of intense. It was. It like, was very I, scary. I, I want to dive into that. I, I, I heard it in your voice. Your tempo changed completely for me. And I could feel the, even through my headgear, I could feel the, the, the intenseness of it. Yeah, it was uh, it was very very scary. It was something I never I had never experienced before, and I hope I never experience again. Um, so, my second wife, 
has a son who is uh he's disabled he was uh he was confined to a wheelchair and uh he couldn't walk at all and but he would get around by scooting and so you knew when he was coming because you could hear his little butt scooting across the floor he was even though he was about uh he was nine when i met him 10 years old when all this stuff happened uh, he was about the size of his two-year-old sister. Oh, okay. Okay, so, um, but again, you would hear him, you could hear him coming. Sweet little boy, sweetest little boy. Um, so one night, I'm in the bedroom, and I'm trying to sleep, and I hear him scooting. I feel him pull himself up, uh, to the edge of the bed and I, you know, and I'm, and he, which he would do all the time and that we'd have to tell him, Elijah, go back to sleep, go back to bed, go upstairs and he'd be okay. And he'd leave this time. I said the same thing. I said, Elijah, go back to bed. It's late. You need to go to sleep. And after I felt the scooting, felt the crawling on the bed, he wasn't there. Oh, oh wow. It, I had, it was, it freaked me out that something had tried to imitate this little boy. To try to, um, to, try to get a little bit closer to To try you. to get into bed with, with me. That's, um, it's like giving me shivers. Yeah, were yeah, you, it, were it you was, alone uh, in the bed? I'm sorry. Were you alone in the bed, or were you yeah, with your yeah. partner? Yeah, um, the mom. Her, um, his mom was. Um, I think she was at work. Really? So, so I mean, it, it it feels like everything is kind of focused on you. I mean, have you ever really kind of looked into why it feels like like things are attracted to you? Well, I don't know. It could be. I don't know. Maybe because I'm an empath. Okay. You know. I, I have um, I know when when people need something, um, so I don't know if that's if that's a doorway for both good and bad. Yeah, well, you're a little bit more sensitive to things. Yeah, yeah, and um, so I mean, you know, just things things have have happened. I can't explain. Um, before I uh, actually after after I I had left my second wife. Um, I lived alone in a little apartment, like 480 square feet. It was a tiny little thing in 2012. <laughs> we call that cozy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I call it claustrophobic. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, that, and that was the first of two, maybe three times I experienced sleep paralysis. Um, and that, that was very, very, that was very intense very scary um so i got a question was this because yeah. i'm like an avid sleep paralysis person um is it would this happen only at night or when you would like cat nap no only at night okay only at night and 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 how i knew it was about to happen you had to be on your back right i was on my back mm -hmm. i was in my bedroom all the lights were off but because of the way where my apartment was positioned there was a like a like a like a street lamp kind of thing 
uh, that the light would shine directly through the mini blinds into and kind of you know have a little bit of light in my in my bedroom. Well, as I'm laying there and I'm I'm like drifting, it starts getting darker and darker. Like darker than darker. dark. Yeah, I mean, until the entire room is pitch black and I can't move and I can't speak, but my eyes are open. And it lasted, it felt like it lasted forever, but it's probably maybe 30 seconds. Yeah, sounds about right. And I, I mustered up the strength to scream out no at the top of my lungs. And then, boom, all the lights came on. Um, like, it, like, the street light, lights came through the window like it was normal, like nothing had happened. Everything was fine. And that was, and, and again, it happened a couple more times. Um, it happened when I was with my girlfriend um, after she came to move in with me in that little bitty tiny-ass apartment. Oh, oh wow. that's the worst. Uh, <laughs> that's the worst when someone's next to you and you know that they're next to you and you're trying to reach for them to kind of like uh-huh. wake you up. So I can imagine. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> that's, and, and one of my biggest fears, of course, is, is um, <sighs> biggest fears is being stuck in a position where I can't move. Like a, a nightmare for me would be if I were comatose but awake and i couldn't i couldn't speak to anybody to let them know my brain is awake there's nothing wrong with me i just can't move um i just couldn't imagine being in a position where my mind is fully functional but i can't convey anything so that Um, so so that paralysis really gets to you then huh Oh, it does. It does. And, and I've been, you know, I've been very, very, uh, I've been very blessed lately where nothing really bad has happened. Uh, uh, oh, I, I forgot. I, I, uh, I used to manage an apartment complex in New Braunfels, um, in 2009 that used, that was, uh, built in, that actually used to be the a power plant building it, it um in the 20s and this is all texas um, this is all texas just to to reiterate for people. yes yes I, yeah i've never really been out very very rarely out of texas um but um it, this place uh again used to be a power plant building um and it used to actually power um most of the eastern seaboard of the united states oh wow yeah, yeah. Um, it's the uh, the LCRA building. It's still there in New Braunfels. It's an apartment complex now, obviously, but it was a power plant building, and it was uh, it was closed down for it sat vacant. Hold on, Robert. Thirty you're... years. Hold on. Um, I'm sorry. Seventies until the early. You broke up a little mm-hmm. bit. You broke up a little bit. So uh, you were saying that it was. Vacant. The last thing I heard is he was saying it was vacant. That it was what? What was the last thing oh, you heard? Oh, that, that it was vacant for so many years? Oh, yeah. It's, it sat vacant for 30 years from the 70s when it was shut down until um, until uh, they decided to turn it into apartments in, in the 2000s, uh, late 2000s. <laughs> that sounded like a good idea, I guess. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, and uh, you know, it was built before OSHA. So, it's so there were a lot of accidents. Asbe- you know, all that asbestos and oh. whatnot in there. <laughs> oh yeah, they had, they had to go through. Oh, the grossest thing was though, was uh, back in um, I guess in eighty. I want to say in like eighty seven, there was a massive flood in New Braunfels, and um, the water got up to the sixth floor of that building. Whoa. Um, and uh, and then once it receded and sat vacant again, but um, they went into it about uh, six months later and the smell of decay from all the animals that had been living in the building that drowned, all their carcasses were sitting at the bottom of the, of the building. Oh no. Um, just rotting, rotting away. Um, it was, uh, a lot of stuff was happening in that place. Um, but the, the ghost stuff that I got to experience there uh, was, again, nothing scary. It was just really interesting. Um, for example, on the second floor, which is, it's second floor from the ground. So it's technically the third floor. Okay. I'm sorry, fourth floor, because there are two floors beneath. Oh, wow. So that's, um, yeah. So there, we had a problem because of the humidity here in Texas, where the air conditioning duct system, you know, the air conditioning would blow through it. It'd get cold, but it's hot and humid in the building. So we'd have condensation. And it would drip all over the place. Well, it would drip onto the concrete, the same concrete floors. And uh, so there was this massive puddle. Oh, on the second floor, there's a, there's a hair salon. So I'd go see the ladies in there and, you know, talk to them and stuff like that. So one day I'm going in there, but I stop. I see from the puddle, there are footsteps. And they're leaving from the puddle. And they take a right and like they a, go directly into a wall. Are we talking about the bare feet or uh, boots? No, footprints, like like a shoes. shoes. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, um, they and they again they go from the puddle. They go straight. They take a right. Goes right into a wall. Well, that wall is a new structure. Um, if that wall weren't there, you'd actually pass right through to where the generators were when it was a power plant. Oh wow! Um, so almost like so, like uh, it, it almost felt like whatever that was shift work. Like there were yeah, like if their... it like remembered a residual, like, like a residual energy from another time. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You know. Yeah, it was so so interesting. When I saw, I immediately went and got some of the girls from the salon. I was like, "Come on, you gotta come see this." <laughs> <laughs> and so I showed them, and they're you know, of course, freaked out. But. Um, Apparently, there's um, there was a spirit of a, of a gentleman who died at the property at that property in the 70s um, before it closed, um, and he actually he was um, I guess he was involved in a car accident on Landa Street, which is right in front of the building. Um, he had had a massive heart attack while he was driving, oh. and he crashed into a fence, and they brought him inside the building, and where my office is. Uh, there they had laid him down and he passed there um apparently um he he had been around um kind of messing with people kind of checking things out for a little while um when they were doing the uh, uh the renovation of the building to 
be able to make it into apartments. Um, there was uh, a gentleman who was sent down to the basement to go get an acetylene torch um, and uh, to bring it back to where they were working. And uh, the guy went, he came back almost immediately. And uh, they said, I couldn't, the, the ghost was sitting on it. Sorry, we, we lost you a little bit. Can you uh, can you say he came back really after, we, the last thing we heard is oh, after yeah. he came back really quickly. Okay, so yeah, he, they, he came back uh, and they asked him where the torch was. And he said, I couldn't get it. And they said, well, why not? So, well, because the ghost was sitting on it. Oh, wow. And so they all bolted down to where the basement was to see what he was talking about. Of course, there was no one there. But, but apparently a lot of people would uh, say they saw someone. Like in uh, period work clothes from the 20s, um, overalls. They, everybody described him the same way. Uh, overalls, tall, white gentleman, uh, mustache, glasses. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was really, really interesting. Had um, another uh, couple guys that were contractors that came from another city. They came from Louisiana. That's what it was. They came oh, from there Louisiana. There you go. Okay. Uh, they were working uh, in the building, and uh, they were working on a scaffold um, on the second floor. Again, you know, that was the, technically the fourth floor, but they were working on a scaffold. They're working, um, I guess, cutting some pipe or something, and uh, and they look behind. And they see this gentleman just staring at them. Uh, again, standing there in overalls, you know, button-down shirt, hat, um, and they kind of looked at him. He looked at them, and then he turned around and walked off the scaffolding into just midair and just disappeared. Oh wow! Yeah, that um, that that's got to be crazy. Crazy experience. Yeah, well, apparently, these gentlemen quit right then and there. Uh, they left. They said, we're going back to Louisiana. Um, they, did, they didn't even collect their final check. Oh, wow. They just said they're ne they just were never coming back. I wouldn't have either. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and it was funny, too. The guy that, that found that ghost and that was sitting on the torch, he would never go back into the building again. Um, if they, if he wanted, if they wanted him to work, they had to bring it out to him in the parking lot. <laughs> he was, too, he was too afraid, uh, to go in. Smart guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, my manager there, um, before I got promoted, she, she would hear whistling. She lived on the property, um, before the other people started moving in. She would take her dog for a walk. Now we're talking about regular whistling or like cat call whistling. Yeah, cat calling. Oh, there you yeah. go. So, sounds like sounds yeah, like my man was, right there. <laughs> yeah, she was a very she was a very attractive young lady. Uh, but yeah, so she, she would hear. She would hear like she heard one time like a window. Um, the way the windows are built in that building, it's so strange. They're all attached uh, to one another, so you have to use a chain um, that opens up an entire row of windows. Kind of like a school bus Obviously, window. They didn't have air conditioning. So they had to, to cool down the building. They had to open up the, all these windows to let the air flow. So the strange thing was, was that, um, one 
night she was walking her dog and she saw one of the only one one of the windows like banging like it was it was opening and closing opening and closing it just but by itself all alone and uh like no interference no interference with wind or anything like that it was just just well even if it it would have had to be hurricanes force winds to blow oh that's right you were saying that these windows were all connected yeah they were massive and connected yeah yeah so there's it's just um i mean i heard i heard voices i went down to the basement by myself you know when i was first started working there i went and looked around it's very creepy uh, uh, a, down there. I have a question. Do you, yeah. by any chance, yeah. know the name of the gentleman? You know that that. Yes, um, his name is was told to me. It was. Um, uh, I know his first name is Gunter. Okay. Um, oh, what is his last name? If it if it doesn't come to mind, I'm pretty sure we'll get another update on this with you on about it but okay don't... Well, the only reason why i knew his name was his son actually came to the property and told us about him oh so he knew that his dad was there you know you know yeah he would come sometimes and kind of sit in the in the common areas his dad it gave him peace you know um well kind of like visiting uh, and stuff yeah, yeah, he would go visit his dad, you know, which was nice, um, you know, for him. It helped him with closure, great. But um, I had a, a leasing agent there who said she saw a, a, a gentleman sitting in um, our atrium uh, that uh, I guess he was like in a black suit with a white shirt. And she kind of saw him, and she looked, and she's like, can I help you? And he disappeared. Um, there was a uh, another, someone else saw a little boy in that building, um, just kind of walking around. I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing really scary, just kind of, you know, caught you off guard. Was the little boy like in period clothing and whatnot? Like I don't that? know. I I didn't really get any details on oh, okay. him. And we didn't really have any very many kids in that building because it was it was designed more for single people who had a lot of expendable income. Not very many families lived there in that building. They lived in the regular apartments next door, um, and we knew who all the kids were. So, you know, we saw one of the kids. We're like, oh, well, that's just Johnny. Don't worry about it. You know. But yeah, just you know, little just little stuff. Um, just little stuff would pop up. But yeah. And um, do you like? Is this uh, apartment complex very popular still over there? Um, it 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 is. Um, they're still. I mean, it's a different management company now, and I think they've done a lot of different stuff to it. Um, I mean. I honestly don't know if all the, the renovations and construction, you know, when that kind of stuff happens, it kind of disturbs the energy flow. And sometimes it does bring on um, poltergeist entities, you know, stuff like that. When you just start disturbing an area, um, you know, like if you have a, an old house and you start renovating it, sometimes you'll have, you'll have uh, activity mm -hmm. that you never had before. Um, 
I mean, that could have something like that could have been entirely possible. Yeah. Plus, you never know what what people bring, you know, with them. Also. Um. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I've had there have been several. I say several. I mean, the time my time there, we had uh, we had uh, three tragedies there at that property. Um, my maintenance guy, he murdered his girlfriend. Oh my god! Um, wow. Yeah. Um, I had another gentleman. He passed away, uh, but of course we were all suspect because apparently he, I guess, he had blood coming out of his nose. But oh, and okay, it, it, I get trauma. You. So we're all suspect in the office for a little bit. But then we had another gentleman who uh, he uh, he was having financial difficulties, and he decided to leave a suicide note, go to land a park behind our property, and shoot himself in the head. Um, and uh, but of course the weirdest thing was the the murder um, and uh, it was uh, it was that was a that was a tough time I can imagine because I was the one that had to call 911 um, so you discovered the the site basically no actually um, what happened is his very his best friend came to me I had met once before and he asked if he could talk to me and I said sure and he said have you seen um, uh, it was Frank have you seen him I was like no man he's late actually I was going to go knock on his door and see if he was okay but yeah he called me last night um, actually yeah, he called me last night and said that he accidentally shot his girlfriend and he oh wanted God. me to help him get rid of the body and uh, I was like ugh so I had to make the phone call and they had every law enforcement agent in the whole area there um, because he had other guns in the apartment. Okay. So, well, that, that's a good precaution yeah. to take, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But it still, you know, didn't freak us out any less, yeah. um, you know, uh, telling us we can't stand too close because he did have a high powered rifle that he, could, he wanted to pick us off. Yeah, he could because it could just go through anything. He was, and you know, and then we, when we got inside the apartment, after everything was said and done to inspect it, you know, uh, coming across the crime scene was also kind of difficult. Um, where uh, you could see where he, I guess, where he, he accidentally shot her in the living room and then took her body out to the patio. Um, apparently, he tried to stuff her body in the oven. Oh, wow. Um, he tried to uh, he tried to put her in the closet. Um, so he not only was arrested for murder, but also tampering with a body, um, tampering with evidence. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was really disturbing. It sounds like an ordeal. Yeah, and the thing is, is that with the difference between apartments and houses, are that. When you rent, when you sell a house, you have to disclose if somebody has, has died in it. But not in an apartment. Not in an apartment. You could just say there's a history, like, you know, I guess, right? Like a caller well, history. Well, you're not even supposed to bring it up. Oh, wow. Yeah. You don't have to legally. Wow. Um, and actually, we, we had uh, we had several people come by the, the property asking, you know, hey, can we see the murder apartment? Oh, my can we God. See the murder apartment? <laughs> They're like, no, 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 you can't. 
I have a question because uh, I know that before you had told me about um, the mattress situation. Is oh, is that, that the one. same one? Nope. No. That oh was, my god. Uh, okay. Wait. Wait. I, I want. Was, um, I want you to close out this. Uh, this. Uh, murder thing before you carry on to the the mattress stuff okay so well uh eventually we did rent the apartment uh the person found out they weren't upset they knew you know uh they knew what had happened um and you know we all kind of moved on and uh but we found out a lot more about the uh the maintenance guy than we ever thought um he was entirely crazy Everything he had told us about his life was a lie. Um, he said he was in the military. He wasn't. He said that his, uh, his, both his parents and his brother were dead. And we believed him until they showed up to get his belongings. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Um, and that's, you know, they told us, because uh, he was apparently very, very depressed. Uh, um, he was very, uh, he was suicidal. Um and, uh, you know, he, another maintenance guy told me, he's like, yeah, he has guns in his apartment. Um, and, uh, so we didn't kind of know what was going on, but they said he was really depressed because his uh, brother was killed in a car accident and his father and mother, um, were killed like a month later. And we all felt really, really bad for him. We didn't know what this, and then again, so when they all showed up to pick up his, his personal belongings, we were like, what? Well, dang. So, um, but uh, he went to trial. Uh, I believe he was found guilty um, of murder. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and that, that's the end of that. All right. So let's let's hear this mattress business going on here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so I worked... I worked at an apartment complex and, and we had, when you work in the apartment industry, you're going to, you're going to eventually come across bodies, uh, people who are, are what we call lifers who live in apartments, you know, they're, they're, they're like a million, you know, and they, and they live in the apartment and, and, and they pass away. So occasionally we come, we, uh, we would, um, hire the services. It's a, it's a company here in, uh, called crime clean of Texas. And uh, so one of the gentlemen told me about um, a mattress story. And I was like, okay, well, tell me the mattress story. So apparently there was um, uh, a young man who was uh, murdered in his bed. He was stabbed to death. And, uh, and so they called that company to come out and clean up the mess, as they do. And uh, when they were wrapping up everything and they were tossing everything out. They had the mattress and they had it wrapped up in their plastic bag and they were getting ready to throw it away. And another gentleman in the, in the, in the complex asked, Hey, what are you going to do with that mattress? And, and Oh, Robert, you're breaking up. I'm sorry. And they're like, um, can, can you hear me now? Okay. Uh, the last we heard was he was asking, what are you going to do with that mattress? Okay, yeah. He, so he asked, what are they going to do with the mattress? They said, they're going to throw it away. And he said, can I have it? And they were like, no, I'm not going to give you this mattress. And so apparently they threw it in our dumpster area. Um, and uh, 
he went and collected it. Dumpster of that apartment complex, and the guy went and got it. Oh my god! And he and I guess he just flipped it. I, he didn't care. He didn't have a mattress. <laughs> and apparently, um, about a month later, Crime Queen of Texas had to come out to the same property. And when they went in, they found out that it was the guy who had asked for the mattress, and they found him stabbed to death on that mattress. Oh wow! Was it so, about this? Was it like a similar, like similar stabbing? Yeah, it was almost a, an almost identical. Identical. Scene. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. So that was yeah. So that was the mattress story. That was a cursed mattress. Uh, yeah, obviously, and <laughs> I hope they destroyed it after that. That, um, but. Uh, yeah, they, they would tell me, they told me a lot of fun stuff, like finding a face inside of a bag. Oh, my God. Um, wow. <laughs> like, a, um, like a head or like just the face? It, no, um, apparently the gentleman who committed suicide, he put a shotgun to his chin oh. and pulled the, trigger, pulled the trigger. And so when the police came and they, uh, they took away the body and all this stuff, uh, when Crime Clean came in to do their job, they found a HEB bag on the counter. And when they opened it, they saw a face looking back at them. Um, they had accidentally, the police had left it behind. Oh, wow. Um, fucking God. <laughs> yeah. So I just, you know, I don't know what I'd do. I really don't know what I'd do. I'd be done. Be scarred for life. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, can you imagine just opening up an HEB bag, you, get, you know, and all of a sudden you see a face looking at you? Like, whoops, you guys left something behind. Exactly. So, you know, yeah, they had to come get it and take it away. And but still, I, I, I'd be less than startled. I mean, more than startled than, you know, if, if I saw something like that. But um, yeah, that, but yeah, that sounds scary as fuck. Uh, yeah. You're going to have nightmares <laughs> tonight. Yeah. Um, when, if Jesse brings groceries, you're not going to look in those bags. <laughs> no, now I know to make a bologna face mask to throw in there. Oh <laughs> I'll be real sad if I if you do that. <laughs> do that whole um, what is it? Uh, cable guy thing where he just gets all the pizza skins and just makes it. No, it was fried chicken skins. Fried chicken skins. There you go. Well, that's gross. Um, do you have any other stories that you wanted to share, Robert? I know it's like getting um, right to be midnight in about 15 minutes. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, actually I did. I forgot about a house that I had rented in Friendswood, Texas. Um, mm, it would have been about 99. Um, and there was one room in that house that I just I couldn't go into. Um, and I wasn't the only one that felt it, um, but it was, it, nobody stayed in that room. It was a guest room. So we had my daughter's room that was next to it. Our, my, my wife and I, our bedroom was across the hall from my daughter's. Um, and so we had this spare bedroom. We had, uh, we had everything in there in case if someone wanted to come stay, they'd have a bed to sleep in and, and whatnot. Um, but, uh, we would never go in there. And so if I did go in there, I'd get like that heavy feeling like in my chest. Um, I, I just couldn't stay in there for very long. I even one time, uh, I guess, tempted, tempted my fate to see if I could stand being in there for extended period of time. And I sat in a chair uh, in the corner with all the lights off. And I just sat there. It was the day. It wasn't nighttime. It was the middle of the day. 
but um, just to see if I could do it, if I could conquer my fear, just go ahead and do it. And uh, I felt something pressing on my chest. Oh, wow. And I couldn't catch my breath. It was, uh, it was, it was, that room always felt darker than me for the house. And I couldn't, I didn't know what it was. I really don't. And then um, my father uh, had to have, um, Uh -oh. um, five of his six arteries were clogged. And so he had to have heart surgery and uh, came to stay with, with uh, my wife and I, my daughter for about six months um, so he could heal. Um, and he slept in that room. He never had any issues. He well, never had well, any problems. At well, least he never told me. I was, a, was he like a, was he a tough, tough guy? Was he like a pretty, you know, yeah, st he was. Stone my, yeah, my father, you know, Cause my dad was like yeah. that. I mean, he, I didn't end up hearing about it till like close to his passing, you know, but he would, he would never let you know around that time. That something, um, scared yeah. him. Yeah. 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 And I could see that. I could see my father not saying anything because he'd probably be like, Oh, you know, I'm, you know, it didn't, it, it may have scared me, but I'm not gonna tell anybody it scared, scared me. Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of guy he was too. Yeah, he was uh, was old-fashioned, you know, former military, Hispanic man, you know, machismo, all that stuff. Gotcha. Same here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was my first thought though. Is like, who's gonna be in the guest room? No, you knowing that like that's the the feeling that you get. I would be scared to put yeah. somebody in there. <laughs> I know that's that's what I was feeling too. But again, he he never, you know. Um, and then once he moved out and actually went on, you know, to back home, he actually went to go live with my brother. Um, going in that room was never a problem. I don't know. I don't understand. He scared the shit out of the ghost. That's what. I guess so. <laughs> I guess he was like, you know, leave, my, leave us the hell alone. I got to get some rest. Hey, you um, know what? <laughs> no, but yeah, he ne never had a problem in that room again. And then <laughs> moved out because of other problems. I would, uh, I, yeah, I would say the same thing. Cause my, my dad yeah. was, my dad was a special kind of guy that I could see him annoying the hell out of anything supernatural after a while. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, uh, I've always, you know, I've always loved, um, ghost stories as a little boy, you know, um, I love, uh, reading paranormal stuff, watching uh, paranormal documentaries, uh, YouTube. I, you know, I have, I have favorite YouTube channels that deal with it. I've got some. Um, I've got some questions about some of the stories that you. Did, I mean, some of the recollections that you were telling us. Um, uh huh. The troll thing. Can you elaborate anything more on that? Like, as far as what they told you, um, or, or did you ever well, see anything like that, or is it just something that they I said to never, you? I never saw anything. Um. They did tell me that uh, they actually, they lived where the air conditioning, um, where their AC unit was. You know how you have an AC unit in the inside um, that goes to the outside? Of yes. Where the, uh, in a house, and that's where the air conditioning unit is. Uh -huh. uh, and that's where he said that that's where they live. Um, but, uh, for some reason, like I said, the, the female one was the perv who would walk and walk 
want to watch us uh, when we were intimate in the bedroom. Um, but no, never, never in a million years ever thought about a troll. Yeah, that's like a recurring thing for like, uh, I guess, a Latino culture. They're called pitufos. I've never heard of that before, to be honest. Really? Yeah, I've like when you're talking about trolls, I I don't know what to picture because I think of Ernest Scared Stupid. Uh, no, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that it's movie. Little, there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that movie. Uh, Booger Lips. Uh. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I think Robert. Uh oh, Robert. Hello. What? Oh, he's still there. Okay, now I can yeah. hear you. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah um, Hello. From what I know, they're called pitufos. They have a very long history with you know the Hispanic culture, and uh, there's even like a couple like uh, occult prayers, Hispanic-wise, that offer to the one specific one, one called Don Diego Elf. Wow, never heard that. Yeah. Also, I just want to point out that Robert is being super healthy and drinking from one of those mixer bottles. <laughs> and we're all drinking beer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had to I had to drink my um my branch chain amino acid. So Robert, you're keep that alkaline right, right? You're you're so healthy. Clearly we're not. <laughs> you know what? Uh-oh. So I'm I'm just trying to do everything I can and meet them. <laughs> so you know. Oh, sorry, Lola. All right. Well. Uh, Alrighty. Did you have anything else you want to share before we uh, sign off? Um. No. Um. I mean, like I said, I, I I've always enjoyed you know reading about and and seeing things about paranormal. I I've always enjoyed um trying to learn things about um cryptids and uh, ufos and you know anything that people would say you know it doesn't exist i'm i'm the first one to say how do you know you know which is um, a, it's a healthy response to here, stuff. what's that that's a, that's a healthy response to it yeah I, I think so i mean i know that there was a did i ever tell you the story about the converse beast no, please tell. I've never heard of that. Okay, so I live out here. I'm actually right up the road from Converse, Texas. Um, and apparently, uh, the San Antonio Express News did a story on uh, in the early 1900s. There was uh, there's mostly farmland out here, um, and uh, apparently, um, this uh, father sent his son out to learn to hunt um and uh and so the boy was scared to go alone he didn't want to go but his father said no come on you need, you need to get this time you're old enough take your gun go out and hunt and bring bring back something and so he went and uh and he felt like he was being watched and uh, he turned around and he saw this massive creature that was described as, as like a, a werewolf. Um, and, uh, of course, he ran back home as fast as he could. He went to go get his, his dad. And, uh, you know, his dad being like, your dad, Jesse, or my dad, would be yeah, like, quit, quit bitching. I told you to go out there. <laughs> go do it. 
And so he's like, but dad, is there something? He's like, just go do it. And so he's like, shoot the damn thing. He did. <laughs> um, he did. He went out there again, and but then uh, several hours have passed, and they and uh, the boy had not returned. So the father got some of his friends together to make a little hunting party, go search party, to go try and find him. And uh, they came across this creature covered in hair, uh, crouched down on the ground, and uh, and they shot at it, and it gaw, and they found the remains of the boy. Uh, he had been uh, torn apart. Oh my fucking god! Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and then I guess, uh, and that was the end of it. Really, nothing ever came of it. No one ever, no other sightings. But uh, again, I believe it was the San Antonio Express News that did a, did a story in the uh, I want to say in the nineties. You can Google it if you got Google Convict Beast. Um, you'll you'll find it. I'm totally gonna look this up now. All right. That sounds like fucking oh, yeah. scary as fuck. It does, right? Yeah. What like, the fuck? To like, know it's like seriously like 15 minutes from where I live. Well, you know, it's like it, it, something could be out here. It goes that that actually just further proves my personal belief of werewolves in Texas. You'll believe werewolves <laughs> before Bigfoot. Yes. Okay. I, I literally believe Whatever. werewolves in Texas. I've seen them. <laughs> I've had some experiences with them that I don't want to share because they sound ridiculous. But <laughs> I, I think werewolves in Texas is a thing. Well, because they could go back to their well, human to, form and get into the to, AC. You need to explore it. You really I mean, do. If if it's something that it has that you believe is real, well, I'm not saying you're gonna ha- that you're gonna prove it. Yeah. Well, actually, but, I um. I had this whole thing where I believed it, and way, way back, I mean, I, I came across, which is going to sound weird. Um, sorry, Jen. At the time, I was dating this uh, Fred Lawyer insurance uh, lawyer lady, and uh, she was very into the, like, satanic cult and whatnot, right? She sounds aren't, like a hoe. Aren't they all whores? <laughs> yes, um, actually, when I went into her actual bedroom, it was filled with nothing but like satanic, uh, like paraphernalia. Like, and I'm not talking about like Iron Maiden and stuff like that. I'm talking about like actual like satanic stuff. And I kind of was taken back, yeah. but I didn't let it phase me. And um, she had told me at one point, she's like, "Oh, you've encountered werewolves here in Texas, right?" She's like, "I can smell it off of you." And I was all like the hell i was like okay i was like i don't want to go into this anymore needless to say me and that young lady didn't talk long after that <laughs> so yeah i mean that just led yeah. me on a thing where i was all like man there's again I, I don't know if anybody who's gonna be listening to this has any kind of insight on werewolves in texas but i'm i'm, I'm a strong believer in that <laughs> i'm still yeah, you know i i I am. I'm. I'm a strong believer in uh, in werewolves, uh, vampires. I think they exist. Um, maybe not here. I don't know. But uh, you know, I think that there's uh, there's a possibility of anything. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not more of the the blood kind of vampire. But I mean, there's like a psychic vampire. Yeah, or like an energy mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah, like an yeah. energy vampire. Yeah, that I'm. I'm I 
believe that more than anything. I believe that I would believe that type of thing, like an energy vampire. But well, yeah, it's a psychic vampire. It's the one that feeds off of your vibes and your energy and stuff. But then I would feel like people like Robert that are empathic that would be affected more by them than anything. Well, not really, because after you get to a certain level, you're able to like kind of mask yourself. Well, but I mean, even then, like if you are not, uh, if you're not prey to them, like if they are not aware of you, they they don't actively go out seeking you. Yeah, that, that's my belief on it. Like you have to be kind of. It's like you know you can tell when someone's hungry compared to like when mm-hmm. it's just nonchalant. Huh. <laughs> but, <laughs> She's still a slut. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I've I've got nothing else for Robert. How about you guys? I'm I'm pretty satisfied right now with what you've told us. I think yeah. that they've been really fucking good, and like you've been really concise and very to the point. Like I was expecting to have to yell at y'all to get on topic, but so, it did happen. <laughs> reel, reel it in, guys. Reel it in. I was expecting that to happen, and I'm so glad that I didn't have to do that. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I found the shadow and white apparitions pretty interesting. I, I, I really did like that one. I enjoyed the, the troll and the, the beast of uh, Converse. That was like, because, again, I I know all these things. These are like subculture things from like Hispanic, Mexican things that like really dive into it so just hearing that being validated in like a <laughs> i guess apartment complex or housing <laughs> kind of thing i was all like man that yeah all Ooh, right that that's not that like i know when i go to bed tonight i'm gonna be thinking about your story robert about your your ex-wife's son and feelings that that being like crawling yeah. into bed with you like I know that it's just going to be in my mind. I'm going to tell Jesse I, I felt something in well, the bed. <laughs> you're, you're telling yeah. me, my aunt, I lived in Laredo, like out well, in like the country. And like my aunts, my uncles, my grandmother and my mother would all tell me about the trolls. And like sometimes I would hear like the dishes kind of shuffle or the, the cabinets kind of creak and like move and open. And I would go and tell them, like, hey, I heard. And they're like, it's just the trolls, the pitufos. Like, if you keep paying attention to them, they're going to keep bothering you. That's the number one rule. Yeah. They live with us. Just ignore them. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes I'd lose something or, like, I'd find something kind of turned around. And they would tell them, like, don't pay any mind. Or the number one thing, if you hear somebody calling out your name and you don't see anybody there, do not turn around and go, hey. Or, like, what? Just ignore it. Well, that's not good <laughs> but it's it's so it's such a natural reaction yeah exactly you know, they say what if someone were to call your name um especially if if uh if a demon is using the voice of somebody you know yeah definitely because i know that you know, there's been times how are you I gonna know the difference yeah that that's and again that's one of the things that why my parents would never get upset with me about not answering them immediately that's why my mom wow. yells at us like four or five times because she told me that one time uh, they tried to take her second oldest sister. Like they literally found her somewhere in a creek in Jalisco. Oh, shit. And it was just I didn't believe it. I mean, so if you if you get uh, if you get hate calls from from. So if you get hate emails from parents who said that their their kid listened to the podcast and they said, I don't have to listen to you because it might be a demon. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'll take I'll take that 
I would put that on a fucking shirt. I I'll, swear to God. <laughs> I'll, for, I'll for sure back that up. You know what? Eric, my brother's wife makes uh, her own shirts with her cricket. I'm going to tell her I need that shirt. <laughs> yeah. That would be, awesome. be awesome. I'm not to say that my, after the fourth or fifth time that my mom would call us, she wouldn't be aggravated, but she would slap us and then realize, oh, okay, all right, well, you know. We're just, we scared yeah. the shit out of them, whether it be folklore <laughs> or not. You know, it's understandable. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. But I mean, yeah, Im- Jen, I mean, imagine, you know, you are have a feeling that Sal is, is coming to see you. Oh, and, and and then and then you realize that he's sound asleep in his bed. That would. The that, feeling, the, the feeling of fear that would creep up over you. I mean, it, that's what I felt. Yeah, I I wouldn't I don't even know what the fuck I would do if like that any type of situation like that were to happen to me. Like especially like yeah. since especially since you said like he had to scoot everywhere like that's such a specific sound that you would have to get used to and everything. Like it's just so fucking unsettling. Well, I mean like yeah. there's, there's folklore of that, you know, changeling, you know, trying to take the place of children it's it's an actual thing oh like in a uh, hellboy <laughs> you know what yeah i mean as as mainstream as that sounds yeah exactly just uh hellboy the movie most recently released i guess well okay i'm sorry yeah, yeah. we're getting a little off topic <laughs> no 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 actually well i don't i don't feel you are because i mean you are we're talking about uh, you know in relation to a situation to kind of make it more personal yeah sorry you, i was just trying to even example but um yeah um i i saw shadows in that same house i saw a shadow fall uh follow two-year-old oh no um that and uh her mother actually saw that shadow too yeah that uh, that's something that we didn't touch on did any of your partners ever like ever have the same situations you did or did like they um, never discuss it no, occasionally they would discuss it. Like, again, like my girlfriend that lived with me who heard the shower curtain, she's the one that told me about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't even hear it. Um, and uh, and then, again, my, my second wife, um, she's, we actually, we both saw it. Uh, uh, the little girl, the two-year-old little girl, walked from our bedroom uh, towards the living room. And there's a long hallway from the bedroom that passed by the kitchen. Oh, and no. the sun from the back of the house would come through. And so the sunlight would shine across the wall. So if someone were walking from the bedroom to the, you know, to the living room, you'd see their shadow uh, cross. But we saw the little girl's shadow, and then immediately a larger shadow was right behind her. Oh, wow. um, That followed. And uh, and her mother saw it and and screamed out and uh, actually started praying. And and then everything kind of went away, never really had anything else happen. Wow, that's but that was enough to freak her out for sure. That's amazing, though. Like I, I know that like the moment I, if I would see something like that, because we do have a long hallway here too, and if I were uh-huh. to see something like that, like I would, I know I would immediately cry, <laughs> but then also <laughs> I'd be all like, we need to move. <laughs> oh man, I mean, but yeah, just yeah, it's um. Like I said, I've, 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 I've seen so much and, 
maybe maybe one day we can uh do a part two and i'll be able to tell you the the stories that my daughters told me about the no for sure there's experience. for sure i want a part two on this yes and honestly yeah. like i really wish we would be able to have you like actually here i'll pay for your gas because uh-huh. <laughs> like oh, well, you're so fucking far that. from us like, i am far i'm far from everybody <laughs> but so, close but enough okay, to the, that's okay but, Close enough to the beast of converse, apparently, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The co- like I said, go- Google the converse beast. It's a it's a cute little read. It really is. I, I mean, it I, makes you like, holy you, crap! You know what? I I I didn't look into it. From what you told me, I don't believe in the donkey lady. I don't believe in <laughs> anything San Antonio wise. But you just sold me on the beast of converse. You know what? That's all it took. <laughs> that is all it took. I l- this man has never lied to me. He's actually been a real straight shooter so for him to actually tell me like hey you know what <laughs> this is it i was like you know what i'm buying it fucking beast of converse <laughs> sold <laughs> yep because he didn't tell me it was a bigfoot he didn't tell me it was any kind of thing uh, and my first thing is like yep werewolf for sure there was you know you just want to believe in werewolves in texas <laughs> <laughs> somewhere out there kenny is growling at somebody oh. Fuck. <laughs> no, somewhere out there he's hoping he's a werewolf. He's like, yes, I'm sorry, Robert. <laughs> Kenny is we're not gonna get into who Kenny is on this podcast. We'll tell you off, okay. off the be, recording. Be a listener and okay. thank you, Kenny. Thank you for listening. No, please you know what? Just let it go. <laughs> um but okay. Any so I so I think that wraps everything up for now, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, for sure we're going to be looking forward to a part 2. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. Get together definitely. on this, you know, kind of get ready to to do it. Yeah, anything you guys need, just just let me know. For sure. Thank you so much. I had I had a great time. Thank you so much. No, thank you for like giving yeah. us your time. Like I thank know you're you. so fucking busy. Like yes. shit. Yes. I mean, thank you <laughs> for also I mean, like if you do listen to us, I mean, thank you. We appreciate it no, also. I, I told you guys he wasn't gonna disappoint. I, I mean I was I was the one that's like, Oh, we gotta like he's got some cool ass <laughs> stories, I know for a fact. <laughs> well no, I'm just glad we finally able to get it done. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Well so, um, thank you, Robert. We're gonna you're so very, very welcome. Yeah. Thank you for having me on and uh yeah, just uh, I'll look forward to next time. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Robert. Thank you. Drive thank safely. You, thank you very much. Go home right, safely. Guys. And thanks to Eric All for right, making this possible. <laughs> Alrighty, be careful of the converse. All right, guys. Werewolf. I'm going to watch out for a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, bye. Have See, a good night. It's a very hairy homeless guy. I hit oh, my no. Car. <laughs> <laughs> have a good night. <laughs> bye bye. All right, guys. Take care. All right. Thank you so much uh, for listening so far. Uh, that was Robert. He will be on a future episode, hopefully, uh, hopefully in person once this COVID business is over. But um, again, if you want to write in your story for us to read on air or if you want to set up a time for us to uh, have a meeting with you over Zoom, uh, email us at let's chat paranormal at gmail dot com. Uh, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or Podbean. Um, make sure you rate us, like us, share us, leave a, a good review. <laughs> yes, and please continue. Please help us get to that thousand. I know it's such a, a small accomplishment, but we're like 
10 listeners away. Yeah, we're so close. And also, we're about to start doing some YouTube stuff. So yeah, we're, we're in the works to try and get onto YouTube, too, so that like we can expand our audience. Because I know there's definitely uh, an audience that we can tap into with some more good stories. Um, oh, that, yeah. yeah that My sister is incredibly, incredibly squeamish. So my idea is... <laughs> Finding some of the spookier videos online and seeing how much I can make her pee. And we'll, we'll get or a little... Or cry. A little, <laughs> or cry. There little, you go. Yeah, we're going to get a little extra tidbits that you kind of might have not... Yeah, you know that what? too. You know what? I'm going to suggest this right now. If you have spooky videos that you want us to react to that is on YouTube or TikTok, yeah. just send us the link and... Uh, you can watch me and my brother and boyfriend <laughs> react to it. Um, yeah, we'll um, do like a, a like a pre fifteen minute before we start recording our our episode reacting to yeah, this. Um, and that was the other idea I had about uh, actually doing kind of like an EVP session right before. Yeah. Or well, here here was my fucking harebrained idea. I downloaded the Ghost Radar app, <laughs> and the first thing, oh my God. the first the first thing it says is eyeliner, and like clearly I wear a fuck ton of eyeliner since <laughs> high school so i was like clearly this is real <laughs> yeah eyeliner but then it started going into catamaran and i was like we do not have a boat and i have nothing to do with boats so this is a fake but anyways <laughs> um but so i love stepbrothers and they have a song called boats and hoes so and we it love could be boats related. and hoes <laughs> but unless I, they dated Jesse. i i hate will ferrell though i'm sorry me too yeah, you guys are totally uh, related on that part, and my love for Will Ferrell is complete. You're the you're the unloved redheaded stepchild yeah. over there in the house of learned doctors. But if you were a redheaded stepchild, you're loved by us. <laughs> give us a good review. <laughs> but again, um, just. Just give us uh, some good reviews. Give us some good ratings. Yes, Send and, us some and your stories. Yeah, and thank you to the people who continue to listen to us. Thank you for your support. I mm -hmm. mean, it's it's amazing. I love seeing those numbers, even though you know they're they're not uh, the biggest numbers, but it's it's they're big to me. Yeah, they're big to us. Yeah, like just We're like you said, there. New Zealand. Yeah, I know you're out there listening. <laughs> yeah, love you. and and you know I I personally have grown uh, from this. You know, like, cause I, I, shit, I, I'm finding myself having to uh, actually learn how to write, right? Like how to how to take notes and do research and stuff. So and I want to say I also mean, Hawaii, right? The, the, that oh was a yeah, big thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, thank you. I'd like to say that I've had new traumas introduced into my life <laughs> <Of course. laughs> and new fears. I know. I, I want to hear these New Zealand, these Hawaii traumas that they have over there, you know, scare us. You know, I, us. actually, I, I was looking into Hawaii. Hawaii, oh, my God. They're on, like, a different level of respecting their elders, course, right? Because they're, oh, man, I, and I can't believe I forgot the goddess's name on Hawaii, but there is a tale where, like, if you don't pick up the uh elderly woman on the side of the road and take her where she needs to like she'll destroy the island what yeah so it's it's this essentially is not graffiti from moana <laughs> no it is not <laughs> I, but yeah so that's one of the stories because it may be her in disguise and i i guess maybe it's one of those tales of like respect your elders and, and yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah but yeah i mean they they have a rich lore and i i can't wait till we do something for our 
our listeners in Hawaii. But if you've made it this far, thanks for listening, guys. Again, um, you could send in your stories or sign up to be on the show at letschatparanormal at gmail.com. Right now, the only way that we can uh, do interviews is through Zoom. So if you are Zoom capable, sign up if you want to be on the show. Um, also, uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, it's going to be paranormal.chat. And then, uh, again, we're looking to open our audience to Stitcher and YouTube. YouTube's free, so we're probably going to be on there first before <laughs> Stitcher. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for listening. Make sure to tell all your friends, share it with your family, all of that good stuff, because uh, we definitely want to make this a more regular thing, having you guys on here. Um, so I guess we're signing off, um, and have a good week. A safe week. Spooky dreams. Yeah. Just be safe, guys. Safe and spooky. Night. Good night. Bye. <laughs>